Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas. Today's guest is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Dr. Beckford is a board-certified emergency physician and wellness expert, as well as CEO of the Your Caring Society, where she helps busy professional women put their health and wellness first without the guilt. She is also the host of the Docs Who Care podcast, where she interviews doctors from all over the world, and she talks to them about common medical conditions and self-care in ways that are fun and kind of skip out on all the jargon. Dr. Beckford, it's so wonderful to have you on the show. Welcome to Electric Ideas. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to pouring into your audience and having a wonderful conversation. Wonderful. Well, where I thought that we might start today, because everybody can relate to stress on some level, right? (laughs) But it's been a while since I've thought about what stress is doing on the physical level. And with your medical training and background, I thought maybe we could just start there. Like what is actually happening to our bodies when we're feeling stressed? Oh, yes. So many things. So many things. So on a regular basis, you know, we and I think you've had um, some of your guests on that talk about our body's natural response, right? So we are from biologically, our body is attuned to stress and releasing hormones to help us get out of danger. You know, we have a danger response hormone. That's our cortisol, our adrenaline. So back in the days when we had to run away from the saber-toothed tiger and we released all of that, we got energy and we were able to run away. And woo, but those were short periods of times, right? I mean, we were not running away from saber-toothed tiger like for eight, 10, 12 hours, two days, 48 hours in a row. However, as evolutionary parts of our, like just our life has changed, we are no longer worried about the tiger. However, that natural part of our body still exists, which is dealing with the stress. So what's happening when we're under stress? Naturally, our body's releasing that adrenaline and it's releasing those cortisol hormones. But now instead of it being short bursts, it's just there. I mean, you know, because our lives had changed so much. So our stress is just ongoing. Oh my God, what am I going to do to feed the kids? Did I get it in time? Whoo, I just made it to pick up. Oh, I'm not a horrible parent. Oh, I forgot. We have this at school tomorrow. My kids just reminded me at 930 tonight. This big project's due. There goes the stress, right? In addition to that, I still have to work. Zoom meetings. There goes the stress. So our stress is just constant, constant from one to the other. I'm looking at my body. I don't like the way it looks. There goes the stress. I said it out loud. Oh, I shouldn't have said it out loud because research shows that if my daughter hears me saying things out loud, then she's going to say things, negative things to herself. There goes the stress. And we're like, we're just continuously on a cycle. If my ladies who are out there who are listening completely understand, you let us know. But as that continues, we are now releasing these cortisol 
and it is just flooding our bodies and stress starts to have its toll on us. So some of the physical toll that it has on us, other than you're physically exhausted all the time because you've, you know, you've let go of this constant, it's supposed to be a burst of energy, but it's there. That's number one. Number two, your blood pressure is constantly high right? So you're under stress and now you're dealing with high blood pressure. You do not have a history of high blood pressure, but you're checking and your pressure is persistently high. High blood pressure is one of the risk factors for heart disease, which is the big fancy medical term, cardiovascular disease. Yes, heart disease and stroke. So the persistent stress, anxiety that it takes its toll on us, not just emotionally, and physically, but also physiologically on our body. So those are some of the reasons why it's so important for us to try to learn to manage our stress as best as possible. We're not, you know, negating your feelings because life happens, but there are ways that it's so important for us to try to manage these aspects of our lives so that we can stay healthier. Absolutely. And I was smiling almost giggling to myself at how much I was like, Oh yeah. Yes. You know, even for people that have the awareness, their life happens for sure. I think any woman can, can relate to many of the stressors that you were outlined. So one of the things that you're passionate about is taking this long-term stress that is so prevalent in our society and helping women release the shame about being proactive about, you know, getting ahead of their front, getting on the front side of their stress. So why don't you start by telling me, like, why do you think so many women feel guilty taking care of themselves or doing these things to proactively manage their stress levels? We feel guilty because we have been all to everyone except to ourselves. And evolutionary, we have been, we've had the role to take care of home child to help to foster the next generation but you're also given such a wonderful compliment when you're doing it oh you are doing it all oh I'm just so proud of you wow you're able to do all of this you're so mighty you're so great but no one is asking the woman how are you feeling Because now when someone tells you, you're doing such a great job, you're doing such a great job, naturally, you're going to try to continue doing a great job, despite how you feel on the inside. So what we're trying to do is to recognize that with all that you're doing, that's great. However, you are the glue and you are the most important aspect of all that's going on around you. Because without you, a lot of this will not be possible. And if you do not take care of yourself, then all that you are doing for everyone, your hopes, your aspirations in helping all, that will fall by the wayside if you yourself fall by the wayside. So that's why it's important that this guilt, we learn to release ourselves from the guilt of wanting to take time away from others and put it into ourselves. Because all that really happens once we take our time to ourselves is that we actually get more augmented time and augmented freedom to help others. And that ripple effect that you're really looking for when you're juggling everything 
actually happens. And you feel better also. So there are a lot of us out there that's doing a lot for everyone, but we're feeling resentful on the inside, right? And you're feeling resentful. And then when someone tells you, you're doing such a great job, everything around you is thriving, that resent turns into guilt. Well, why am I upset when everything seems to be thriving and everyone's doing so well? And, you know, but everything is outward. All these answers and these results are all outwards. Well, how about we take it inward? How are you feeling? So the feeling turns into guilt. So the resentment turns into guilt. So let's try to prevent that by acknowledging you and that you're just as important as everything else that you're taking care of, if not even more important. So once you can take great care of yourself, you release that burden of guilt. And then you're all that you're taking, all that you're doing for others, you're doing it now from a place of a place of really feeling contentment instead of resentment. That's really powerful to remember because there is a lot of pressure on women to make it look like everything's hunky dory, but it's a tough lesson. But I, I so agree with you that it matters more how it's feeling inside than, you know, the kid's hair is perfectly braided or whatever the thing is, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we, we're, we're, we're given compliments and even the opposite, like your kid's hair is not braided. Wow. She has bed hair. Um, mama made it out of bed today and, you know, with all the fiber of her being, so I'll call this a win. (laughs) (laughs) Or mom was present, right? At breakfast. The kid is happy. I'm happy. I'll call it a win. Yeah. So you work with so many women and I think in, I, I think that it's easy to be like, everybody's stressed or it's just when you're working and your mom or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. what, when you, when women come to you, what are kind of the tell, telltale signs that your, your one stress level is on a not sustainable course? Oh, that's a great question. So you can really recognize some of the signs that, like you said, the stress level is there. And a lot of the signs are usually the mean signs, you know, so someone is snappy because a lot of this, it fosters around boundaries. So the lack of boundaries that the person has placed or they have gone against their own layer of boundaries that they've placed, you know, has led them to have a lot of resentment. And therefore, your personality is a lot of, you're snappy, you're upset at small things. And those small things are not the true reason you're upset, right? You're upset because you've lacked that boundary. And now the promises that you made to yourself, you've broken those promises. And so that leads to a level of being frustrated. And so the frustration is also the stress. Is even I mean, and this is something, one of the things that I want all our listeners to know also, this happens to all of us, all of us. So we aren't experts all the time. We're able to manage and to recognize and course correct. So if you're able to, 
not course correct because it's piled upon you so much, that's when you go and you get help. And then you go and you get community. And then you recognize that you're not alone because it's easy for you to feel that these feelings that you're having, the snappy, you're upset, you're just displeased and no one wants to be around you. <laughs> that these are level, these are signs that you're, you're probably stressed and your stress is more than likely due to the fact of you've broken either promises to yourself or you have broken those boundaries that you tried to place. So it happens to us all. <laughs> Give yourself grace. <laughs> That's good to reflect on though. If you're having those impulses and Hey, we all have our, our times in life that mm-hmm. it's good to step back and kind of <laughs> litmus test your own stress levels. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Well, one thing you know, you know a, a little bit about stress in your own life. You're a doctor, you're a wife, you're a mother, you're much more. You've been on the front lines of COVID-19. So thank you. I wanted to make sure to acknowledge you there. I was reading about you. And one thing that really was compelling to me is that you recommend a starting point of two hours a month of self-care. And I kind of loved this invitation <laughs> because no person can be like, I don't have, you know, it's like the, I don't have the time is on the tip of the tongue, but I was like, yes, two what? hours a month. So please illuminate us on this magical number and kind of where it comes from. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So the two hours a month, like you said, one of the reason is if you are a busy person and I am here and I'm touting self-care is important. And you're like, I know. And then I said, you need to do this at least an hour a day. The first thing that would happen would be a halt. And for those of you who are movie buffers, you would hear the screech of that tires at that point. Because we will look at our calendars and say, uh, I do not have an hour per day for self-care. However, if I tell you, how about two hours a month? You might think about it like, mm, I guess it's not that bad. When you really think about how many hours there are in a month, there's 730 hours. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, 728 hours I can do for others. How about I give two of those hours to myself? Wonderful ways, okay? So now what are some ways that you can incorporate those two hours a month? So you can do something as simple as five minutes a day. That'll actually give you even a little bit even more than two hours a month. And when we're talking about self-care, one of the important aspects that we have to recognize is that self-care does not only mean I am going to the spa, I'm going to get my hair and my nails done. No, self-care really talks about taking care of mind, body, and spirit. And that's how I interpret self-care. So the two hours a month, if you're doing it five minutes a day, you can really take care of your mind that way. And for those of you guys, um, I know you had a wonderful episode a couple of weeks ago or a couple of episodes ago about the mind and about how we really can think about how, you know, we can train our minds and, you know, the difference between our conscious and our subconscious thoughts. So you can really use five minutes to consciously give to yourself and reframe your thinking for the day. And trust me, this is just so powerful. 
when we talk about stress, and this is something that I do. So each morning or day, because I'm a night, I work overnight. So my mornings are like 4.30 in the afternoon. So, <laughs> so each time I wake up, I do not, and I intentionally do not go to social media or my email or anything other than something that's private for me first. So what I put into my mind, the first thing of the day is very important. So for me, I'm religious. And so I read a scripture and that's, you know, other than like, I, I thank, you know, do my gratitude, like thank for waking up. I'm so grateful for things for a couple, like a minute. And then I read a scripture, something that keeps me positive and keeps my mind in a positive frame of mind. Trust me. Whatever email I read after those five minutes, water off the duck's back because my mind is already set. So I call this entering into my day versus having my day enter into me. So it's very powerful. And it's five minutes. If you do that every day, you will surpass your two hours a month. And it will help to reduce your stress levels. You're doing so from a position of power of your mind. So others cannot invade and break down that barrier. It'll be a lot harder. It's a lot harder for that person that comments on the bedhead of your kid. You're like, hey, my kid's happy. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And this is just very powerful. So other ways you can do 30 minutes a week. If you're more into, you would like to go get a massage or someone, you can set up for that 30 minute per week, right? Four weeks. 30 minutes, four times, that's your two hours, right? Suppose that two hours, just you need that extra rest or you want that book to read. You know what? I need to read this book that helps to me to feel calm. That's your 30 minutes. So you just really just carve out those times that really brings empowerment, fulfillment, and most importantly, joy to your life. And that's the importance of those two hours a month. Absolutely. And there's so many, I just wanted to mirror back because I felt like that was so much goodness to unpack. First of all, I just wanted to echo starting the, I, I love how you put it. And I definitely agree just starting having a, even a petite morning routine where you feel like you are starting your morning in a way that is gentle and soothing to you and leading your day with intention. I think that could be so powerful. And then when you broke and that, you know, that would be a couple minutes or five minutes a day. And then, you know, back to your concept of two hours a month, because that just sounds doable. And no woman wants another thing that's on the should list or that she's not living up to. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But I love the the half an hour slot too, because God, when you look at it as, okay, can I do something you know, wh- one thing I talk about is giving people permission to just read a book or take a break during the day. Because yeah. <laughs> in my experience, if you have those breaks, I end up being so much more productive versus just like forcing through, but it's mm-hmm. hard culturally. It's just not really, mm-hmm. it's like, we have to be seen as <laughs> yes. go, go, go. Or look busy. Constantly. Yes. Yes. But I like the 30 minute chunk. And I, I feel like that if you're like looking at your week and you can't give yourself 30 minutes, then that would probably mean it's time to reevaluate a little bit. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So what would you say to the woman who is seeing you and she knows she's stressed, but, and she knows that, you know, she, yeah, maybe she likes to take care of herself in, in ways like getting her hair done and nails, like you said, but she's feeling a craving for like a deeper <laughs> something else. How, how do you go about finding a self-care routine that works for you? Oh, that's, that's a beauty. I love that. Just the beauty about self-care. It starts with you. And so you can always experiment and see what resonates with you because what resonates with person A does not necessarily mean it's the same self-care routine that resonates with person B. So if you like getting your nails and your hair done, that's your self-care. Some people say that it relaxes me getting my nails done. That's your self-care. Other people, it annoys them. So if you went and said, oh, I'm giving you this spa retreat, you're like nails on a chalkboard. That was not, so that's not their version of a self-care. So you experiment with, with it, right? And you, the biggest thing you have to just be honest with yourself. You don't have to, this is not seventh grade junior high that I have to do everything that all my friends are doing. And if not, no, this is really about your you. So if going to the movies is the self-care for you, then you block out those two hours and you said like this movie I want to see and you take yourself to the movies. That's part of my self-care. I love going to the movies by myself. When I hear, because you know what? I predict the movies and I'm like, oh yeah, he's going to jump out there. Now, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't realize he was going to jump out. I recognized it. So you'll be annoyed at me because you're not happy. You don't even want to be there, but I do. And that makes me happy. And that's my care, right? So it differs. But if you're looking for like those existential type of deeper meaning, you can also look into meditation. That's a powerful way of self-care, yoga, powerful, powerful ways. And it's also important for you to understand that yoga, we think of yoga as movement, but there's so many different aspects to yoga. Learning more for me, another powerful thing is really learning about the mind and how to train my thoughts because you are not everything you think about. And we have tons of negative thoughts daily. So if for you, self-care might be recognizing that I'm in a negative space consistently and being in this negative space, I am not progressing to the parts in life that I know where my potential truly lies. So for you, your self-care might be getting yourself out of that negative space. And how do you do that? One thought at a time, you know, improving it. Your, it might be through gratitude practices. Are you journaling every day? Are you journaling a couple times per week? You know, if there's something that's new to you, do you like what you're seeing? Do you like the person that you're becoming? So those are other aspects and deeper aspects of self-care. And trust me, it's very powerful. And once you start to implement even just those small techniques, even as you mentioned, even if it's a micro self-care routine, which is what these two hours are, even if you start implementing that, you will find yourself feeling better. And then you will see the impact that it has on how you approach the world. Absolutely. And I, 
I guess I would encourage listeners to just based off of my, I know that some listeners are going to be like, okay, 30 minutes a week. I can do this. Like Dr. Backford has spoken. And I would say, you don't have to tell anybody what you're doing either. You know, that's like part of it for me. It's like, nobody's looking, you know, just do, do you, and you don't absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Do you, what, you know, the, the, what you look for is how do you feel? You know, how are you feeling? Are you feeling fulfilled? That's how you know you're doing it right. Okay. Well, just bringing it full circle back to where we started. How, how would you say, is there anything else you want to share about just in general about how achieving even a small self-care practice can help ward off this stress in our body. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we, you know, we started off by talking about how stress really is on our body physiologically and these self-care routines, as we even mentioned, like the yoga and one of the most powerful self-care routine that we didn't even mention was breathing breathing techniques, it already is a way for us to break that fight or flight response. So we talked about the tiger and we talked about us being chased by the tiger. And we have now finally gotten into the cave and slammed our Flintstone, Fred Flintstone door, right? (laughs) And we were safe in the cave. What's our next step? Breathing right? We take deep breaths. And in doing so, we break that cycle. We break that cycle of that continuous energy-driven, what's called the sympathetic cycle, right? And we, everything is fast. The heart's beating fast. Everything is going at a revved up speed, but now we're breaking it and we're taking it down. And that's what we call the parasympathetic, which is the rest and release syndrome. And breathing is a powerful way to do that. So one of the ways for us to help to reduce our stress is by simply taking a few minutes and learning some breathing exercises. Very simple to do. And that breaks that level of anxiety. It helps. It breaks the level of stress. It releases us and it brings us to that rest response state. And with that, over time, our blood pressures start to go down. And we already talked about the risk factors that persistent high blood pressure has on the body. So we can see how just this simple technique can bring us to a restorative state and as best as possible, try to bring us to a neutral state and reduce our chances of some of these negative effects of persistent stress. That's helpful. I'm glad you brought that up with the breathing, because that's something that doesn't take long. But if you're in that, you know, I would say the tiger or flight or fight stage, is that fair? You know, yes. maybe chilling out in your closet for a hot two minutes and breathing. <laughs> That might be enough, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Keeping that mind calm and focusing on the breaths going in and out. It has a powerful, powerful response on our body. All right. Very good. All right. Well, I know we're heading up against time and you have so much wisdom to share. Something I always ask women at the end of my interviews is what's 
one question women should be asking themselves more? Mm -hmm. I think a question that we should be asking ourselves more is, what can I do for myself? And why am I now a question number two? What do I like? I think that's such a powerful question. What do I like? And I, I preface this by saying we have become mothers. When you become a mother, we're all excited. And then you become blank, blank, blank's mom. So your name is negated. You become a wife. You're such and such as wife or significant other or this. But what about the you? You know, a lot of us get lost in the titles that society has placed upon us. And then we forget things that we liked. So I think that's a question. What do or did I like to do? Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for that beautiful offering. And I know people, stress is just an important topic. I'm so glad you were able to talk to us about it and just remind us it's very important. So where can we find you, follow you, learn more? (laughs) Absolutely. So I am on social media as Your Caring Docs. That's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S. And I have a wonderful website, um, which is YourCaringDocs.com. That's the same U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com. I have a wonderful society to help our busy professional women put their health and wellness first. And within my society, it's a group coaching program. It's a year long where we ask for you to try to commit at least six months, because if you notice, if you've been doing whatever it is you're doing for that long, it's hard for you to change how you are in just one month. So we ask for a commitment for at least six months to change and to enhance yourself to that version of you that you do know. Within the program, we have support and we also have guest speakers on wonderful topics such as sleep, weight loss, weight regain, food, exercise, sex, <laughs> simple, all this, all this stuff that's important within our lives. So that wonderful program is called the Your Caring Society. And if you go to the website, you can just hit the tab for society and see all that it entails. And I'd love for you to join if you, if this is for you and you'd love to have a restorative change in your life. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of the community will be enjoying checking you out and learning more from you. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for the beautiful conversation. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at at Whitney woman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.